Yo, what's good, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Fun With Dumb. Uh, we've been having all types of artists, uh, fashion people, comedians, actors on board. Um, and uh, today is one of my favorite artists and friends, uh, local friends of Koreatown. Uh, we have Joseph Lee, who is a painter and actor. Uh, how you doing, Joseph? Good, man. How about yourself? <laughs> Get out so formal and shit. <laughs> What's good, man? Um, how are you, first and foremost? Good, man. Yeah, just been working. Um, I got an exhibit coming up in a few weeks, November 16th. So pretty much just hibernating in the studio, just painting away. That's what's up. I'm, I'm going to yeah. put this out literally next week so people can go to this. You know what I mean? Thank you, man. That'd be I great. Could, I could be a dick and put it out like a week <laughs> after your exhibit. You know? Yeah. But I'm going to put it out next week so you have people who are watching this will have... Uh, a week or two to go, go to the exhibit because it might not right. be actually actually a week after. But sure. um, yeah, Dude, I mean, can I just say like you're like the the K Town Letterman now, man. You're like the guy to speak to. Nah, this bro. is amazing, man. The K Town Letterman. Great. I'm trying to be the global Letterman. Man. <laughs> Fuck the K Town Letterman. Yes, corrected, corrected. Between Vermont and Western, I am the <laughs> K Town Letterman. Yes, sir. Yeah. But um, for those who aren't familiar, um, I mean, for those who follow me, you might have seen some of his work through the mural he painted for me on my music video, uh, which is on Catalina and 8th Street on Catalina's Liquor Store, uh, which was recently vandalized. Um, that's our baby. I feel like our baby just got vandalized. Still standing, though. Still standing. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm sure you guys have seen his work. And then um, you guys can check out his Instagram, too. Um, uh, there's a distinctive style. Um, why don't you talk about your style a little bit? Because... Uh, I mean, it's evolved a little bit. Sure, um, like yeah. you have a different. I, I feel like it's like a seasonal, inspirational thing that you got going. Um, but right yeah. now, um, there's a lot of work where the the images and, and characters you you paint, their faces are covered, right? Right. And is there like a meaning behind that? Yeah, I mean, uh, well, you know, I'm not formally trained. I didn't go to an art school, so I can't really give you like a proper intellectual answer. <laughs> yeah. But like, uh, I mean, if if what I'd have to say is um, I feel like my work is almost like a schism in between like abstract and realism. Mm. And, um, you know, when I first started, I just wanted to be technically good. And so, you know, I would just copy, you know, still lifes and just whatever art that, that I enjoyed. Um, and then from there, I think gradually, organically, it just started kind of you know, forming into my own style. And then, um, I mean, specifically with what I'm doing right now, I was, I was in Korea uh, filming like last year. And I was there for about like three months and um, I, I, I hit this weird kind of like identity crisis moment. Mm. Um, timing was was very interesting because at the time I, I was kind of getting a little bored with my paintings. Uh, I felt a little static. Um, and then this opportunity came around where I could just get out of the studio and just, you know, switch gears and, and go film in Korea for three months. What identity crisis meaning and like what you were doing in your life or like what kind of identity in, in general, you know, like is it yeah. a Korean, Korean American yeah. thing or artist, uh, actor thing? I what? mean, just as like a 30 year old that Okay, who hasn't okay. figured himself out yet? You yeah, know, yeah, just like yeah. this pathetic feeling. You know, hey, like, I, I can I feel you completely one hundred percent on that. Yeah, and well, you know, I, I think you know, I, I grew up in the Midwest, so I, I think like I always felt a little out of place growing up. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I think I think we all have this like romantic idea of like Korea being the motherland, like right. that that's going to be the spot where we can finally feel at home and, and be welcome. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, so finally, when I got this opportunity to go. Not that I got any, you know, negative treatment or, or any type of racist uh, uh, feelings, but 
I, I, you know, you just, you still feel a little out of place. Right. And so then it kind of falls back to me of like, man, like we're just kind of stuck in this gray area. You know, we're, we're in this weird kind of niche place in our lives where we're, it's like a tug and pull between these like two opposing cultures. And we're just right. trying to like finagle where, you know, our, our way through it. And so, so through that, I think my work became a little bit more ambiguous. I started to kind of peel back some of the layers of my own work mm. and, and kind of bleeding away from like the, the realistic style and, and just to kind of, uh, I don't know, almost kind of like a self-assessment and, and trying to figure myself out. Right, right. Yeah. And did that experience in Korea kind of help, help that? Like what, totally, man. What kind, of, what kind of experiences did you have in Korea? What up, y'all? Fun with Dumb is brought to you by Skillshare. I've been talking talking to you guys about this for weeks. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of amazing classes uh, covering dozens of creative and entrepreneurial skills. Um, lifelong learning is something that's very important to me. Um, you know, I know everybody goes to that K through 12 university and think they're done, but no, I, I stay learning um, and expanding and growing. And sometimes you also just need to brush up on your skills. Um, and this uh, this website has done that for me, Skillshare.com. Uh, I've brushed up on things like photography um, or certain softwares that I've been I've been using uh, in the past um, with Photoshop or um, uh, uh, Pro Tools, um, just anything. It, I can apply this to anything that I'm doing right now. Um, and there's even stuff that can just help your produ productivity, um, better uh, better help lessons. And um, there's also levels from beginner to intermediate to advanced. It's really well done. Um, check out Skillshare.com right now. And for all my listeners, I'm going to offer a special offer where you can get two months of Skillshare for free. That's what that's right. Skillshare is offering fun with dumb listeners two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. For those two months, you can take any of these classes. Um, and to sign up, you just got to go to Skillshare.com. That's Skillshare.com slash dumb, D-U-M-B, to start your two months for free now. That's Skillshare.com slash dumb, D-U-M-B. Go to Skillshare.com slash dumb, D-U-M-B. You won't regret it. Well, I mean, uh, you know, working there, you know, when I wasn't working, I'd either be cooped up in my studio yeah. or I, in my hotel, and, and which I kind of just turned it into like a makeshift studio. I would just be painting all <laughs> That's day. crazy. I wonder how that looks. Like, just is it just a canvas by the window? And Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I feel bad. Those workers probably aren't happy. <laughs> they, they, yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, I was doing that, and then anytime I wasn't shooting... I'd just be like walking around by myself, just going to galleries. Yeah. Uh, I was fortunate enough to meet just, you know, some of the local artists out there. And, you know, as you know, like Korea's just got its own distinct style and aesthetic right. to everything. Right. And there's like a real appreciation in like minimalism that, that to me, like it blew my mind. Like I, you know, I was never really into like abstract art. Mm -hmm. I didn't really get it. I always had this like pretentious notion of it. Uh, until I went there, like I really started discovering like calculated usage of minimalism right and that really affected my work and right. so for me it's, it's that whole concept of like less is more mm. and I, I think I started to kind of trim the fat in a lot of my work yeah and, yeah. and you were out there filming for a Korean drama right yeah, yeah. that how was that experience that's always yeah. that's crazy because like we grew up you know our parents watching Korean dramas and then and you your Korean isn't your first language sure so was that a challenge in general yeah, so, um, you know, when I initially went out there to meet with the director and the yeah. writer, 
you know, they, they had pitched me the character and they said, hey, you know, the, the guy's like Korean American, so, you know, don't worry about the Korean, you know, as much. Right, right. Uh, I get out there like a week before filming and uh, they throw me one of the scripts and it's just like in all Korean. <laughs> And I'm like, uh, you're like, what happened to this hey guys? Yeah. You know, uh, this is about, uh, you know, 30 years of Korean that I know yeah, that, yeah, I, yeah. that I need to somehow like learn in, in a week. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, there was definitely the initial shock, but it, it must've been a, yeah. It was, so it was a challenge day, day, yeah. put that script on you and you had to memorize this like within a week or so. Or totally. Right? Yeah. And it's like a three-step process where, you know, you have to read it, you have to, right. you have to learn how to say it in a, in a proper fashion and then also put it into context and be able to act it. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, with that being said, you know, the, they set me up with a tutor and, you know, the whole team was great. And, yeah, well, yeah. wasn't your character like a doctor or something, like a foreigner? He, yeah, he was like an adoptee. Who, oh, uh, he, was he, he was like a CEO of a company that was coming back to take over his father's company. I see. Yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of a dream of mine to be a, in a Korean drama. Yeah, yeah, but I, sure. I I imagine that's the type of character I would have too, like a kill pull, like a foreigner character. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Visiting uh, and all of a sudden <laughs> fall in love with one of the locals, and you know we start family, whatever. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, I, I think like the the experience more than the actual show, and you know, obviously that was great. <clears throat> I just wanted to like reconnect with uh, with the culture. Yeah, you know, like so I you know I, I told myself even before going there, I'm going to fully dive in. You yeah, know, I I don't want to uh, portray myself socially or through work as the the foreigner as the American. Yeah, I, I truly want to not only learn the language, but I want to learn the customs. I, mm -hmm. I, I want to go around, and I, I really want to, you know, just place myself in the setting. I mean, you're in Koreatown, yeah. so this is like the starter kit. You know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> helped. <laughs> it definitely helped. Yeah. I mean, you, so you're, you're from like the Detroit area, right? Is that where you're from? No, no. Misconception. I mean, those are a lot of my oh, friends. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're, yeah. you're in Indiana yeah. area. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that, So I'm, I'm like even more Shigor Saram than them. Yeah, because they, yeah. Uh, the your friends who are uh, mutual friends, they're from right. up there and there's like a Korean community. But in Indiana, yeah. there isn't a, a Korean community. I mean, there's like one church with like five people, but like. And that's the Korean know. community. Yeah. I mean, luckily. Um, like my small town revolved around this uh, this college, Purdue mm -hmm. University, and so there was a lot of like exchange students, right. and uh, yeah, I mean, just going to school there was like my first exposure of like meeting all these different shades of Koreans, right? Like L.A. cats, New York cats. I think college yeah. is kind of that, you know. Yeah, I, I yeah. always say like that would make a good show idea where it's like. Uh, based around an Asian club at a university totally. because yeah. you just you can experience all the different types of Asians you know right. I've played so many college shows that I see all the different Asians in this Asian club like totally. the adoptee the the cool Filipino kid right. you know uh, one random black dude in the Asian club sure. <laughs> like, there's always that guy yeah. there's always one yeah. dude uh, showing mad love but that so that when you went to university that that was your experience with a lot of the Asian culture or what yeah and I, I mean even that there was like the initial shock of uh you know seeing all these koreans it like it almost felt like being in like a church retreat again right where you have all these like different churches like coming together yeah and uh you know for me it was like the cool the cool koreans per se were like the the coastal koreans right to mm -hmm. me um yeah you know, i'm not to tree branch but like i remember youtubing you in college Oh, and seeing some of your battle videos <laughs> and tight. like aside from like the lyricism aside from the obvious talent 
the self-confidence on this guy blew my fucking mind. Well, I will say, like, Koreatown helped me with that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? If you come from a town, like, in Koreatown, it's like, it's all these Korean kids who walk around, they don't have the experience of, like, the Midwest Asian kid. Sure. You know? Like, the yeah. kids here are cocky as shit, and they walk around, like, and it, like if, if something, if somebody were to say some, like, shit to them, like, they're in some shit. They're going to get in some right. shit. You know, there's, like, mobs yeah. of Korean kids here. But, yeah, and, I, and I absolutely love that. Like, moving here, like, it was the first time I saw Koreans comfortable in their own skin. Right. Right. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And so, uh, for me, I mean, it, it's definitely helped me. And it's it's really, like, molded the way, you know, I, I view a lot of things yeah. myself just being in here. So. And you were painting and, and drawing during that time, too, right? Like, growing up. Since no, you were young. Oh, you weren't. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I was doodling. I was doing. That's like, true. Yeah. We talked about this. You you were kind of a late bloomer yeah, to, to yeah. some of this, right? When did you start really going into the painting stuff? I've been painting like about six years. Oh wow! So I you know that's crazy, bro. Like yeah. you've got you're you're pretty advanced for six years, bro. I'm just an only child, and I have like no friends. <laughs> so I, I'm just I'm I'm easily I, I entertain myself, you know, easily. So um, yeah, I, I I moved here to to pursue acting. Mm. Uh, you know, I was waiting tables part time and then, you know, just try to get in through like the, the dinner shift, you know, I'd be like, you know, uh, pouring down coffee. And so by the time my shift was over and I was home, I was all hyped up and I needed right. something to do to calm me down. So, you know, I would just sketch or I would paint. Uh, and then I'm just, you know, just, just for fun, throw it up on Instagram. Yeah. And then over time, you know, you know, it just, it just kind of grew and, and started all, developing a style. Yeah, and then oddly enough, people started paying for it. So I was like, "All right, yeah, right, let me right. just uh, you know quit my job and you know ride this out." That's tight. Yeah. I mean, did you always like? I mean, you know, with a lot of artists, I always wonder like when you figure out your style. Like, when does that yeah. happen? Like, were you doing all different types of stuff and different mediums until it kind of molded into that, or were you always pretty like thematic and you know with, with your style? Well, like I. I I, I didn't really have that many resources to like pick from. Mm. For me, I was like, all right, what what do I enjoy? What do I like to see? Yeah. And my closest resource was, you know, having a theater background, the acting sense, mm. where you know, your essentially your job is to pick up human behavior right. and to observe people. And so, to me, yeah, I mean, just without trying to get all philosophical and, and artsy, I you know, that was the closest thing in my wheelhouse that I could pick from to to paint. Right. Yeah. And then. Um, in terms of style, uh, yeah, I, I definitely had some some influences. I mean, shit, I don't I don't even know how we we do this, uh, how how people did this before social media. Right, you right. Know, you, I mean, you're just saturated with so much information in front of you. Yeah, but so. you would you would paint a lot of people that you looked up to or whatnot, right? Because you're all about people, like sure, your your characters and stuff. It's crazy because I yeah. feel like I got some stuff from you. You being one of them. Artwork, <laughs> thank you, bro. But I, I remember getting artwork from you, like three years ago or so so you've been painting what was like only painting for like three years then or so you know yeah i, I think my my first one of my first pieces was you remember that mask i gave I got you back mask. at that pico got house the mask at the crib yeah 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 that shit yeah. was fire um man it, yeah i mean i've all these years seeing your canvases going to your studio you know I, I love your stuff thanks man um i gave him a couple of jackets to paint on that i've been waiting a couple months now you know what I'm yes saying? I'm still, to coming, still, yeah, still coming still coming <laughs> i'm waiting on that you know fire, bro. yeah um and dude, I, I gotta i gotta personally thank you too i mean i i tell you this but uh you know you were 
truly like one of my earliest supporters and you know you've always looked out for me so and plus that just being a good friend so i appreciate no 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 man. for sure i mean the, the, that mural already was like so it was just a cool thing for like k-town and seeing that there like it was special to me see that in my neighborhood i was like oh damn that's love right there you sure. know what i'm saying and yeah. and the store the liquor store is still showing love like it's vandalized but they still keeping it up right i got fans still taking pictures with the vandalized <laughs> mural i'm like yeah. okay all right I, I still have people come up to me and ask like are you man or you know what uh, like, i'm like yeah. no not i mean not at all no i like yeah. what you said about it it's like it is the ecosystem of the neighborhood like things totally. like that happen and it's completely okay and dude it's right. had a way better run than i even expected from the jump you right, know what i'm right. saying like graffiti is just that's just part of the shit you know yeah. it goes down you know and you can't control it and everyone who it's like it, everything everybody who you know engages in that passes by it it's they're all part of the neighborhood too right, right. whether it's the gangs or whatever sure. everyone's part of the neighborhood um but anyways um yeah man um you you've, you've been doing really well with the acting side of things too you know like you've been really killing it as an artist but the acting shit in the last year with searching sure yeah. you know i just kind of bring that up just because it's like it's cool to see a homie in like a successful film and shit and uh thanks man for those who aren't familiar he played um the the younger brother of john cho on searching which sent me for a whirlwind of a roller coaster uh the movie was fire and uh you did a great job on it thanks man did you enjoy that experience i did i mean i i think i can speak on behalf of all the actors where i felt like we were like the spoiled ones mm. i mean it was truly like right. an editor's movie that's true and, yeah, yeah. Uh, we just you know we just happened to be along for the ride yeah, I, and how long, I, I think I asked you, like, how long of a shoot that was. That was, like, a really short shoot, too, right? Man, we we shot that, I think it was, like, 21 days. Yeah. And then the editing took about, like, a year and a half. That's crazy, bro. Yeah. And you didn't have to be there for the editing part? Or no, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it was just, it was like a project where um, I think we just all kind of forgot about it. Mm. Um, right. You know, and I, I have so much more respect for people, like, John Cho and then Deborah Messing to like attach themselves to this because you know for me it's like I'll take a job sure <laughs> right, right, right. but for them to have you know their stature and to decide to work with a first-time director and mm. Shiganti who I believe was like 24 25 at the time right uh, I mean I mean it's 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 extraordinary you did know, you did you risk. not know that the film was gonna be that like when Not you were waiting around for that year or so and you kind of forgot about it, you probably had no idea that was going to be the film, right? No. I mean, every every couple of months or so, I would, you know, email my uh, my manager and be like, hey, uh, is anything going on with this? Right, right. But, uh, you know, he couldn't get any information. Uh, I think they really did a, you know, did it purposefully of trying to keep it under wraps. Mm. And then uh, as soon as it got into Sundance, then, you know, everything exploded from there. Yeah, no, they did a really great job of incorporating all the different technological tools and apps totally. you know what i mean yeah. and then all of a sudden after it was pretty like revolutionary in its its own way you know yeah. and then seeing all these other films afterwards coming out and storytelling through that right I, I think there were so many different ways to have made that movie gimmicky right but every little nuance was you know it was just set right into place and it just it translated perfectly for people i was like that is exactly how an asian father would find his missing daughter <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i you know it was it was wild too um on a on a side story i i remember my second day on set it was the day after the presidential election hmm. so you know obviously like the country was in in a bit of shock and uh just showing up to set that day you know, it was a bit quiet. Mm. People didn't really know how to, uh, 
you know, handle themselves really in a collective way. And uh, I just, I remember just kind of sitting back and, you know, just noticing John and the way he was carrying himself that day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think his approach was to, obviously there's this giant elf in the room. Let's not shy away from these conversations, but let's just remember we're here to work. Right. And for me as like a relatively younger actor, it was like a, like a one-on-one class in professionalism and mm. leadership. So, um, yeah, I mean, aside from the success of the film, like I, I felt like I walked away from that project with a lot of really good career and life lessons. Right. So, yeah. Right. I mean, it has, was painting kind of, uh, I mean, it seems like you kind of started painting at the same time you were pursuing acting in Los Angeles. Was that yeah. around the same roughly? Well, I mean, I, I came here uh, pursuing acting. Right, right. And uh, that wasn't really going anywhere. And so I just needed to, to stimulate myself right. creatively. Um, and yeah, and somehow it's just kind of balanced itself out where, you know, I'm able to kind of just switch boats, you know, here and there. Does it, does any, either, each, either craft kind of inspire the other or help out in any way? Uh, or is it just kind of a way to this fucking crazy ambulance? Yeah. Right here. But I mean, yeah. it, I mean, I feel like with acting, it's a lot of like hurry up and wait situations, sure, sure. you know, so there's it's always good to have other extracurricular activities. You of course. Know? I yeah. mean, the acting has been I, I act, too, but it's, it's yeah. slow a lot of times, sure. you know, and I always need to keep busy of course you know yeah. keep your brain working and i feel like this is almost an exercise for me to listen and talk and it does kind of help me in the acting side as right. well you know right, right. um i feel like painting could be very meditative you know yeah uh, you know um i feel like you got to be focused a lot of times are you right. like a focused painter or are you like scatterbrain when you work I'm, I'm truly not thinking about anything yeah it's it's really a uh just a period of time where i just shut things off right. um yeah, I mean to answer your question, uh, you know, I, the the acting side is great because it's it's a collaborative effort, mm. and like there's some humility that comes from that, knowing like you're just a small piece to this you know big puzzle that needs to be put together. Um, but the art side is just the complete opposite. It's just being me, purely being narcissistic, selfish with my own time, <laughs> yeah. my own dictator. I do whatever the fuck I want. Right. Uh, and in a way, it's like I, I need both of those human elements to like balance each other out to just to feel whole. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know if the, the acting helps me. Uh, uh, I, I think more so just emotionally. It just, uh, the, the art side just gives me some sort of uh, stability on my feet, yeah. just emotionally. Uh, and uh, I think that carries itself over. Like, I don't feel as, uh, like, desperate. Right. on the acting side as I used to. Mm. Um, That's true. I mean, we've all been there, like, walking into the audition, like, I need this job. <laughs> right, right, right. I got rent to pay. I need this Honestly, job. Honestly, you know? that's a good point you brought up. Like, yeah. I, I like feeling like I have other things yes. that I can yes. fall back on or not even fall back, but just that I know I'm more like I have things I'm equally passionate about. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and that feels great. It, it, it's like like that desperation doesn't feel too great, you know, when sure, you're in that sure. situation. Yeah, And people can smell it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what, like in the casting room? <laughs> like, yeah, totally. <laughs> in the waiting room. I mean, shit. I wasn't conscious of this, but yeah, like, yeah. you know, the conversations that I have with my lady, because she's just brutally honest to me. Yeah. She's like, what are you doing? Like, right, right. You know, you, you look ridiculous. <laughs> like, calm down. I'm like, oh, all right. So, right, right, yeah, right. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. I, I, I know your last um, art show, you had like a whole show or a collection that was like dedicated to your, your girl. I'm right. doing that right now. Oh, that's that's the yeah, project. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. So the show is called Diana. 
Jesus Christ, Yeah, bro. just keeping it simple. Just yeah. like shitting on the rest of us guys over ah. here with the, our chivalry. And uh, Trust me, I, I know Saint. I have, I have a lot of fixing to do. What, what's yeah. the, what's the uh, I mean, that takes a lot to be like, okay, I'm going to dedicate this whole thing. Is, is, has she been an inspiration or something to totally, you? Or? 100%. Um, I mean, it really wasn't that tough to, to even come up with this concept because mm. really, I, I think the past two years uh with just with acting and, and the art side i mean my everything i just credit to my lady wow excuse me and uh i i mean that in the sense of like um i just i needed to be emotionally grounded and uh you know for me just you know my entire life has just been full of like insecurity and just mm. anxiety and right all that kind of stuff and and it's so easy for me to to somewhat just be aloof and just be isolated in my own thoughts and just mm. disconnect from the world and just do my work. And she was really the first person that got me out of that and, and just to this day reminds me, uh, you, need a, you need to have a balanced perspective on life. And, and so, you know, when you're with me, be with me. Don't think about work. Mm. I don't wanna talk about that kind of stuff. You know, and not that she isn't supportive, but you know, it, it's, uh, I, I found that to actually be a lot more uh, creatively optimal. Like, right. You know, it, it's almost kind of, I, I don't know the scientific term, but uh, there's that there's that thing of a lot of creative people have their best ideas when they're doing the most mundane activities. Right. Like when you're taking a shower, or you're driving. Right, right. And uh, not that spending time with my lady is mundane, but just, just to get me out of that mindset of just working and just to refresh those senses. That's interesting, because yeah. I've definitely, I've been confused about that with partners I've been f tr trying mm. to find. You know, sure. sometimes it's like, Oh, I'm with a girl who has nothing to do with my world, right, you know? Right. And I'm like, that's cool. But I'm like, do I want somebody to kind of be in my world too? Sure, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm like, what do I want? <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a tough boat, man. It is. It really is. Yeah. 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 I, there's a lot of patience involved for right. people to, to have to deal with us. Mm. Yeah. So when you're with your girl, you feel like you kind of get away from everything else you're doing, like acting yeah. or painting, and just it, you kind of explore a whole other world. Uh, world right uh, and, and and get inspired in other places yeah i mean it's definitely with a concerted effort you know mm. like it's uh yeah like it's taken some time and it's uh, it's not something that i've been able to perfect but yeah. uh it, it's good to have checks and it's good to have people constantly reminding me yeah to, yeah, yeah. to kind of step out of that mindset is she is she like shy that you're doing a whole like show on her <laughs> I mean, if she is, she hasn't expressed it to me. But uh, well, she might like it. She might be like, "Oh, that's yeah." <laughs> I, I think the shyness isn't really there because my style currently is a lot more abstract. That's true. And so, if if it literally it's was like, her face posted <laughs> yeah, everywhere, that yeah. might be a different story. That's a good point. That yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, she could kind of you know weave herself around it. So well, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And the yeah. show is straight up called her name, Diana. And this is the one that's you're premiering in like two weeks. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be at the No Wave Gallery. It's in Little Tokyo off of Third Street, and uh, yeah, November 16th, it opens to the public, and uh, man, I, you know, I I haven't done a, a show in LA in about three years, mm. and I, I feel like since that time, I've exhibited everywhere but back home, so. What's your, yeah. like, is there, an exp like, when you promote a show like that, uh, what what is, like, your log line of what your inspiration was? I mean, obviously, you're a girl, but is there something, sure. is there, like, a takeaway from it for other people who, are, who would go to the show? No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's really the simple answer. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't, 
not to be pretentious about it, right. but like I don't really explain my work too much or, mm. or get too deep into it. That's it's a weird thing, right? Explaining your art. It is because like yeah. your art should be the explanation, you know. Sure. Or you should just leave it up to whoever's you know uh, observing the work. You know. It yeah. Should, you know, I feel like it's subjective. You know, as we all know. So that's always weird when people ask yeah. me like, "What was the inspiration behind the song?" It's like, bro, listen to the song. Like totally. it's in there. The lyrics are right there. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's the explanation. Right. Right. Like, and and it all, it almost feels a little gimmicky too when you over-explain your work. Like right. I, I've been to museums where it's like I just look at this single stroke painting and like they the title <laughs> yeah the title is like ending world poverty i'm like what you know? and that's what they, they they just want you to look at it for another 10 minutes you right. know and try to find it in there like it's like a where's waldo yeah like, i mean everything is just is branding, the poverty man. part where does it end <laughs> yeah where is it the end of the stroke yeah um yeah. have you when you moved from indiana were you in koreatown the whole time like you've been here yeah i, I moved uh it was like the cheapest place I can find. I just moved into a studio off of Ardmore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, I've been here ever since. That's tight. Yeah, hey, yeah I love it here. What did you, have you worked other jobs when you got here? Like, um, besides pursuing acting and painting, were you doing any other little jobs or just getting no. scrapping by with acting and stuff? Well, literally, I, I moved to LA, <laughs> I unloaded my U-Haul, and then walked to like the nearest coffee shop and started Googling what an agent was. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I was fortunate enough to get an a, a commercial agent in my first week, and then I booked a, uh, a commercial my second week, which got me into SAG. And oh, I'm wow. thinking like, oh shit, like this shit's taking off. That, right, little, right, yeah, right, little right. did I know, like in a year I'd be in a sushi restaurant, but, right, restaurant, right, right. but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it just kind of all just kind of evolved into place. And uh, you know, I, I think, what I really respect about a lot of the pockets in this town is uh, you really have to get after it. You know, you really have oh, to figure it out. Nothing's set up for anybody. No one's entitled to anything. Right. And, and, and you know, it, those moments really skew, um, skew like your perception on success too, because I've, right. I've done the same thing where early on I booked a gig and I'm like, this shit's gonna be easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally, this is like yeah. acting shit's gonna be easy. Like I booked the act. Like I remember I got an agent. I booked an acting role within the first like three weeks on like Power for like three episodes, and then I was like, oh, this shit's fire. And everyone knew about the show. Right. All the people in hip hop loved that show Power, so that I was getting all the love from there. And then for like a year, I didn't get anything. Yeah, totally. And I was like, yeah. oh damn, this is a reality check. But I auditioned. Right. I had auditioned for everything that was winning like Emmys and right. you know awards. You know, you know this. Like you go audition for these shows that become major hits, and you're like, fuck. Of I course. Been on that. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I, I know to be quite frank, like it's tough for me to watch some of those projects. Is it? You know, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah there yeah. is kind of like a like an attachment you That's have true. when you're just like trying to memorize these lines, That's and get true. a new character, and you go in and they're like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, or yeah. Some, like sometimes I, I watch it. And I'll be like, okay, he, he's better for the oh, role. Oh, yeah, for sure. So sometimes I'd be like, fuck that. I right. could have killed this role totally. harder than him. 100%. Yeah, yeah, I've been in both situations. You yeah, know we, I mean? we've met each other. Yeah, like, we the, have. The audition room we auditioned times. for a movie. And uh, you know who got that part? No, who? Bobby Lee. Oh, oh, you did mention that. Yeah. Right, 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 right. It was right. for it was for uh, Keeping Up with the Joneses or something like that. Okay. That was the one with John Hamm and Gil uh, Gal Gadot okay. as like a couple and they're like secret spies or some shit gotcha but um, the role I remember it was like they went to like a, uh, the guy takes them to uh, the neighbor like the square neighbor to like a cool Chinatown underground um, fusion spot and we yeah. were like <laughs> our character was supposed to be like the owner of that spot uh, and then um, 
fucking uh, Bobby got it. But it make yeah. Bobby would is, is less like he oozes like oh, funny. He's the best. You know, you just look at him, yeah. he's just like a funny motherfucker. Like. I forget where I heard him talk, but uh it might have been here or on his own on Tiger Belly, but he said something about like the most important thing when you walk into that room is just confidence. Mm. You know, and uh that really shook me, you know. I mean he's yeah. an OG. You True. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's he's not not this. just like comedy or sketch, just as an actor he's been there you know right. i imagine all the rooms he's fucking walked into before. of course pre crazy rich asians right but like we don't have the same complaints no you know no, it's no, like no, yeah, 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 yeah 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 i always it's, it's so weird just talking about that too like being like pre crazy rich or post crazy rich like that was like a thing yeah like yeah yeah, definitely. yeah. yeah, yeah, and, yeah i mean but yeah. you were in a movie that was part of the whole wave of that searching was part of that shit sure you yeah, know what yeah, i mean yeah. i feel like that searching and crazy rich and there was a lot of things happening at the same time the wave of like music with 88 right. rising and all this shit you know like yeah. i feel like timing is everything with all these things yeah you know? I, and and it was completely unexpected you right know? i actually felt like i i kind of came to this wave a bit late in terms of my own understanding mm. and I, again i feel like it's kind of growing up in the midwest you you feel like uh uh I, you know you you're just you're used to competing with all the Devons in the world and, and whoever it may be. Mm. And so uh, for me, I, you know, when I moved out here, it was so ingrained in me to feel a part of the background that I didn't even question these things that were happening. Right. You know, going out for Asian guy number three. Right, right, you right. You know, those were just things that I just had accepted over time. Like, oh, of course I would go in for that. Right. And, uh, and so, yeah, I mean, when this whole wave came about, you know, it uh, again, I just had to do a lot of uh, self-assessing and then trying to figure out, you know, my perspective. Right. And, you know, holy shit, like I had a lot of things wrong, you know. I mean, to be honest, me too, though, because I, I know when I when I was in the rap game, like I never thought being Asian was like a crutch. I mean, being Asian was like something that, that was going to affect me to get in the game. You don't even think about it. Well, because because I felt like, you know, I stood out. You know, like mm. when I went to my open mics and stuff, it was like a hundred black kids, and mm. I was the only Asian dude. And my first thought was like, "Oh shit, motherfuckers gonna listen to me. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, like, yeah. stick out sure. like a sore thumb." Yeah. You know, and I I, 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 I always thought it was a good thing, like especially coming from a genre where you're supposed to be unique and different right. and stand out. So I was like, "This is gonna be a good thing." Even acting, I feel like when I watched a lot of stuff on television and and cable and stuff, of course I didn't see a lot of Asian people. But I didn't really think about it that way, you know. I didn't think right. like it was gonna be hard for me to get in, until sure. actually you're in the in the business and you realize like, oh shit, like there aren't a lot of roles at the time, right? For for just you, where Asians can just play any fucking thing. Yeah, you know, I did yeah, I did yeah. start seeing that as I was going out for shit. Totally, I did yeah, like yeah. I was like, oh shit, I'm kind of going out for the same things. I right. see the same group of people at the thing. Of course, yeah. So, do you have any uh, horror stories? Audition horror stories? Not really. Yeah. I mean, the only thing is like when you know, I know I have to go do accents and shit. Like I, I have Oof, terrible yeah. accents. Like I can't do a New York accent. Yeah. I can't. I can only do my dad. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> do anything else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I'm just bad at accents, and yeah. I'm, I'm not even in front. I don't even get mad about when they tell me to do an accent. Like I just can't do it. I just go and I just suck at it. Right. You know right, what right, I'm right. saying? Like, it's just, it's just how you handle it. I mean, honestly, I think it also depends. Like if, because I, I've had times where it's like they'll they'll point it out on the spot mm. 
And I'm like, you know, it's it's one thing if if I actually prepare it a certain way and I can yeah. make it my own. What do you mean point it out? Like tell you to do it on the spot? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. like that's pretty fucked up, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I had this one audition where it's like I, I went to um, the producer session. I mean, you, um, so you, you have the initial uh, audition, and mm -hmm. then uh, the next stage from that is like a producer's reading. Right. And so um, you know, I, I go in, and uh, you know, I prepared it my you know my own way. And there's like about five producers at this table. And then the guy at the end, uh, right at the end, like just before I'm, I'm walking out, it's like, hey, you know what? Could you try that one more time, but with an accent this time? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, I just, I stood my ground. I was like, uh, you know, I, I'm sorry. Like, I, I'm not going to be your little monkey here. Like, right, this right, is, right. You know, this is just something. I mean, but, I mean, let me ask you this. Is that, is that, are, are we allowed to be mad at that point? Because, I mean, they are trying to hear different versions of a character totally you know i don't know it, it makes me think if that is something we should be mad about or not you know uh, yeah i mean what were you more most mad about the fact that it wasn't something that was brought to the character early on right like that's yeah. not what they were looking for well i say i was mad but you know as <laughs> yeah, soon yeah. as i walked out i was like fist pumping to myself saying like <laughs> hell yeah and then <laughs> as, as soon as i get in my car i'm like Maybe I should have just done it. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah you ever do that shit yeah. where, like, you audition and you're in your car and you're still running your lines and shit? Oh, my Lord. I do, it's I do like that. the longest drive home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. you're, like, you're like, you go in and you're you're ready to go in and kill it. You go in and you don't kill it as hard. So the whole drive back, you're doing the lines right. continuously. Like, the audition's over. Like, it's completely irrational. It's done. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. But yeah. I'm running through the lines. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm killing it right now. Yeah, I should have exactly. fucking killed it in there. <laughs> I, I've done that so many times. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, like, the weirdest things will trip me up, too, in front of audition, and it's always different. Like, it, it could be uh, me overhearing somebody that's in the room, and, and that could kind of, like, fuck me up a little bit. Right. Or uh, I like sometimes hearing the overhearing the person uh, ahead of me doing the lines, yeah. and then they're, like, really whack. You know, they're, like, extra yeah, overdoing it. Yeah, it, it definitely builds confidence. If they're doing sure. over the top, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do a little <laughs> bit more show than right. that, motherfucker. Totally, 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's, I've been there, too. That's yeah. been great. But I, I've had lines where it's like, you know, there'll be like, uh, you'll get like three pages of sides and there'll be like two lines that you just can't get down for some reason. Mm. And so you'll be just like overcrowding your head, just trying to get those two lines down. And then you do the audition and it's like the first line like goes off your head and you're like, right. Oh, uh, my that Lord, sucks. really? So the okay. worst is when you're telling them, like, can I run that? I'm going to run that back. One. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. I already lost it. <laughs> <laughs> it's already out the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Do, do you run your lines with your girl or what? I do. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah. That, that's always good to have, like, you know, just somebody you can always run your lines. My friends are assholes. They never want to run lines with me, bro. Yeah, I mean, but she gets exa she gets exhausted by it, too, every once in a right. while. Right, I would think yeah. so. I'm like, if you have somebody, I mean, if you're constantly going out for auditions, like, that's like a regular thing with somebody you're reading with. Right, right. Yes, but she's, she's you know, obviously supportive. You guys are together. Yeah, and, you know, I'm not going to lie. There are moments where it's like I get sour by her criticisms. Yeah, yeah. Like, she'll literally just be critiquing me, like, why, why are you moving your hands so much? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But that's good, right? Like, she's <laughs> I need that. that. I need that. Is she yeah. a good uh, reader? Because she's not an. Is she an actress? No, no. She's but not. her background's in writing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and so uh, she just she knows how to get into a script, mm. um, and and she just has that understanding where she can just engage with words right. just immediately. And so, and I don't have that. And so, it's it's good to be able to run with somebody like that. Nice, nice. Yeah. Is is um, between like the art world and like the acting world, like what do you hate about both? Mm. I think the 
because you're in the art world now like you're doing shows you're traveling for you're selling art um sure. i'm sure there's things in that world that's you know like you said could be yeah. very pretentious and i mean in the art world i well i guess in both worlds i can't say too much because i you know <laughs> to a flaw of mine like i don't socialize as much as i should you know, I don't. I don't go to these functions. I don't. You know, like mix it up. Work and yeah, shit. which you know, it's, it's it's stupid on my part. But uh, the 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 small moments where I do, um, there, there's always this kind of uh, ego check that seems to be going around um, in acting or or art on it's both sides. Both. Yeah, and I, I don't think it's even specific to acting and art. I think it's it's in any field. Right. 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 And uh, uh, so so there's always this kind of um, you realize like man like everyone's just as insecure as me mm. like everyone's just trying to figure stuff well, out what would somebody say like in the art world like that felt feels like that like if someone came up to you like how are they ego checking you uh well i, I mean again like i, I haven't is it like another it. artist or something like yeah between another artist i mean i i personally haven't experienced it but yeah, again yeah. that's just because i you know i'm just always painting but um i, I think for me it's like it's because we're in this age of social media, mm. it's um, to find that right balance of, of trying to create a presence and also try to be purely creative is, is very difficult. Right. And I, I struggle with it myself. It's always been like that, the art and the business, right? Right, right. Yeah. I mean, you take somebody like Basquiat, for example. Mm. Like, I, you know, you hear people all the time, like, Basquiat was out there. Like, mm. you know, he was with Warhols. He was, he yeah. was... You know, he was constantly networking, and uh, you know, to his credit, I mean, he he was a businessman. You know, yeah. Um, but I think what people don't give him enough credit for is when he wasn't out, he was constantly working. He was paying, oh, for sure. you know, whether it be on drugs or not. Like the dude was just he was fucking working constantly. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think I think that's something that uh, people don't in this age. People don't really kind of fall back to. You know, everybody feels like there's a magic pill out there to become successful or whoever the fuck you know no it always comes down to the work and the productivity right you know and the focus you have in it just producing art you know totally people yeah. always ask like i think people spend more time asking questions about how to make it than actually making stuff mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like that's how i feel like nowadays like everyone always wants to go to a panel or look up videos about you know the, the inspirational dudes right, right or like right. preaching to you yelling at your fucking face sure. but it's such a simple thing right you just got to produce stuff and make stuff yeah i mean there's no uh, one way about it you yeah. know like everyone's just trying to figure themselves out and, yeah. yeah 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 the business uh, that's always a struggle i mean yeah. i i it's always been a roller coaster where i like putting myself out sometimes i like being private totally you know and when you start putting yourself out too much you feel shitty you feel like your soul's dying <laughs> and then right, like right, you're right. like i gotta chill and stop being in videos right go black out of social media for a while yeah. like it gets like that it's yeah. it's a tough self-destructive journey this artist's life yeah but you know i and i do believe there's an artistry in business you know yeah i, I think, true. I think that's uh, a good point. the people that are able to uh kind of mesh that line uh you know i have tremendous respect for and like uh, donald trump not fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. laughs> totally gotcha no. <laughs> uh but yeah i you know i and that's something that uh for me just being purely just a old school painter uh i had i, I was not business savvy at all mm. and and so again when when i met my lady 
you know, for her, her backgrounds in marketing and, and uh, oh, so she helped you um, get your business cracking on the art. She is my girlfriend. She is my spiritual helper. She is my business manager. I mean, she really does. Oh, wow. Really? That's dope. yeah, totally. A hundred percent. And, you know, just and, and for me, like just the little nuances that like I just I, I was so blind to of like, did you post today? Like, okay. Oh, wow. So like, I'll, I'll post. So she'll say that to you. Yeah. And, you know, I'll post something and she'll be like, yeah, did you put a caption on it? <laughs> I'm like, uh, no. It's like, and, you know, these are little Come things. Come on, Sam. Put a caption on that I motherfucker, know, dude. I know. You know, just being able to, like, translate that message to people. Like, it's not enough to be, like, a, a pure artist anymore. I don't even know what the fuck that is right. anymore. You know, right. you have to, the reality of the situation is if, you know, you have to be able to balance both sets. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I feel you, bro. And yeah, I, and I remember when I first moved out here, one of the first few times we met, uh, I remember I asked you, I was like, because uh, I think you were selling uh, the Creatown t-shirts, and you mm -hmm. had like a box of, you have boxes right. of them at your place. And one of the one of the first business t uh, tips I got in LA were, uh, <laughs> was from you saying, uh, you should create a fake email. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, classic. What? It's like classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, negotiating your own deals is, is a difficult thing. Because totally, yeah. you, we're, like we said, you know, sometimes we're artists. If you want to be the business guy, make it a separate business guy. It shouldn't right. become from the artist. Sure. You know, like, I feel like when the artist talks business, it takes away from the mystique of them being an artist. Agreed. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's just yeah. people don't like that. It's like cringy, like almost like you you hearing this artist go off on the business part. Right, right. I mean, it doesn't it, to me, it's not pleasing to mm. hear an artist just talk about business side of things. Yeah. I mean, there's a line to it. There is. Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I feel like I bring it up if I know like like it's like, oh, dude, like, let's not forget that exists, too. You know, right. when people don't know, have the nunchi of like that, that, that's also part of it, you know, sure. But I don't like to handle it, you know? And yeah. it's always nice to just leave that to the business people who handle your shit. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't have any, I don't have a team on me. You know, I just do everything myself. And I think that's been, uh, I think that's been really fun too. Yeah. You know, just, I think being in the acting side for so long where you don't feel like you have a grasp on anything. I yeah. feel like it's nice to, to have something where uh, truly, I, you know, I, I, I pull the strings on everything. Yeah, and it's that kind of uh, god complex that, that becomes very addicting. You know? It's 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 it builds a lot of confidence in your self worth yeah. a little bit too. Totally, I feel like. totally. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like I am worth five thousand dollars, <laughs> <laughs> at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, Diana, the show is uh, dropping in Los Angeles, and yes, you said that there's a, some other people involved in it as well. Other yeah, Diana, uh, my lady, she's also going to, uh, we're going to do a collaboration where she's going to be writing uh, at the show. Uh, that's cool. Uh, or not writing at the show, but having her, her writing at the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, that's then cool. And her younger sister, who is a, a incredible photographer, Sarah Rue, she's, uh, we're also doing a collaboration uh, as well at the art show. So It's a family affair. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be really fun. You know, uh, where was it at? Where's the show at? No Wave. N-O-H-W-A-V. Oh, No Wave. Okay. Yeah. All right, look out for No Wave, the next show by Joseph Lee in the streets. Uh, yo, thanks for pulling up to the show, Dude, man. Dude, thanks for having me, man. Thank you, bro. You. Uh, is there any film projects you're going to show be showing up on next couple months or anything? I mean, nothing concrete right now. Okay. Um, it was a bit of a downtime, but uh, I, I just got a script that uh, that just came through my email. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. That's what's up, man. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, man. Joseph Lee. Tune in next week for another episode of Fun With Dumb. Hee!